imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father. What's up, Jason? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, just just had my son and and just chilling, trying to take care of that. And congratulations! It, it, yeah, pray for Jason. Pray for me. I just had yeah. my daughter to my pray. daughter to the NICU. That's it. Just <laughs> pray. All right. And, and we got our returning guest, the neighborhood hope dealer. Let's go, baby, Monty Mansfield. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, guys, man? Let's go, baby. Yeah, there you go. Wait hey, I'm do moving it. with the Lord, baby. Hey I'm, just, hey, I'm just moving and grooving with the Lord, baby. Hey. <laughs> I just want to say, man, congratulations on the kid, on the new child, on the new children, man. It's awesome, man. I'm just like I said, I'm super thankful to be able to have my life full, uh, swing around full circle and to be able to sit here and have like good conversation with childhood friends because we grew up together. We know exactly what it's like. We've walked in the same shoes pretty much. We've walked in the same areas and we've lived in the same, the same type of almost lifestyles, you know, and we've been able to find the Lord and we've been able to do well. So I'm super thankful. Like I said, I used to noodle groove with the devil, but now I'm moving groove with the Lord. Baby. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> guys, and if you guys are new to the, to, to Monty Mansfield, you guys could check out his YouTube page. He also has a TikTok. Uh, I would like him to definitely shout all that stuff out and then also check out the episode we did before okay guys uh it's it's awesome it's 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 available on the youtube but uh you'll uh, get sh- views. shout out you'll get views shout out yeah, yeah. uh shout out your youtube money your your tiktok your instagram whatever you like so that people can uh, definitely come and see you yeah so i got a youtube channel man it's monty mansfield hope dealer with h-o-p-e you know i just continue to put two two short videos out a day I do like a devotion every morning just to get guys, uh, people fired up. You know, I got a lot of uh, addiction awareness for me, guys. I played professional baseball 10 years. I played seven years with the Astros. 
Then I got hooked on prescription drugs and then meth and heroin. And then I committed crime. And I've been able, through the grace of God, what, what you are listening to is God's will. I've been able to turn my life around. And so I got some good content right there. Uh, I got my Instagram. It's Mansfield-Mani. And then my TikTok is Mani-Mansfield-197. So just check it out, man. Give me some love. And just continue to let's spread the good news and save souls on this planet, man. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Okay, so today, guys, we're going to do heroin, fentanyl, and prescription pill awareness. Okay, guys, this is super important. At first, we're going to come, I'm going to come with the conspiracy part because it is a Christian and conspiracy show. But I would like to kind of talk about going way back when, uh, you know, the CIA was allegedly involved in bringing in these drugs, uh, heroin, uh, crack, I mean, sorry, cocaine, which turned into crack cocaine. I kind of want to go through a few things, guys. Um, so basically what it is, is the CIA, um, it's, it isn't a branch of law. Okay, guys, it's not law enforcement. So what happens in the beginning, CIA was trying to suppress communism and they will use any means necessary to suppress it. Okay. Nowadays, they're more into counterterrorism and cybersecurity. So it's a little different, but back then, like, uh, you know, I can even go all the way back to like 1937. Okay. Uh, in 1937, uh, there was these labs in, uh, by Corsican gang leader, Paul Carbone. Uh, the Corsican underworld had been involved in manufacturing and trafficking of heroin, primarily to the United States. It was the heroin network. Uh, it, it became known as the French connection. The Corsican gang was protected by the CIA uh, back during World War II in exchange for working to prevent French communism from beginning bringing the old Port uh, Maracil under their control. So as you see, the CIA was protecting this gang that was distributing and bringing uh, heroin to the United States. So that's back in 1937. Let's go to the Korean and Vietnam War, okay? During the Korean War, the first allegations of CIA drug traffic surfaced in 1949 stemming from a deal whereby arms were supplied to Chiang Kai-shek's defeated generals in exchange for intelligence later in the same region while the CIA was sponsoring a secret war in Laos from 1961 to 1975 it was openly accused of trafficking heroin in the golden triangle okay guys so the CIA was accused of this and what they used is a thing called Air America okay guys and the golden triangle is Thailand, Myanmar, and Laos. So if you guys want to look into this, I suggest you look into Kun Sa. He's a Chinese ethnicity, but was a drug lord of heroin out of Myanmar, okay? Um, so the CIA's front company, like I said, was Air America. Uh, it was alleged to have profited from transporting opium and heroin on behalf of the Vang uh, Pao, which is one of the, the Hmong leaders out there, okay? And they were turning a blind eye to uh, the heroin distribution and also using Air America and pilots uh, to distribute and help uh, these, these uh, what is it, the Hmong people distribute this heroin. Okay, guys, they were using Air America, which is one of our planes, American planes. Um, if you, uh, you want to get more uh, on that, you can actually look up. Uh, there's a movie uh, that was made with Mel Gibson and Robert Downey Jr. You can kind of look into that. Okay. And, you know, and Robert I, Downey Jr. was flying that plane. Yeah, you know what he Amen. was into? <laughs> Heroin. All right. So, and, uh, so guys, Air America, uh, it did some good things, okay? It did deliver food, supplies, but also Air America flew civilians, diplomats, spies, refugees, commandos, sabotage teams, doctors, 
war casualties, uh, drug enforcement officers. Wow. So they're actually delivering this, these goods and then bringing mm. drugs back. Insane. Uh, also, yeah. Richard Nixon. And uh, as we know, Richard Nixon had what? He had the war on drugs. Uh, what this is, is like a Hegelian dialect, guys. What they do is they create the problem by bringing these drugs into these neighborhoods. And then they have the solution. They have Richard Nixon standing up there. We're going to have a war on drugs. So everybody thinks that they're having the war on drugs. And this was affecting these communities. Um, as well, Monty was mentioning, uh, also in the Vietnam War, okay, guys, we have during the Vietnam War, U.S. operations in Laos were largely a CIA responsibility. So what happened is the Vietnam War was handled by the military. The war that was going on in Laos, which nobody really knew about, it wasn't big, uh, was handled by the CIA. And the CIA was backing the, the non-communists, but the way that those people got their money was from opium, okay, guys? So it's really interesting. Um, so, uh, so what happened was, if you guys look at the movie, which me and Monty talked about and Jason talked about, American Gangster. You guys watched that movie, right, guys? Yeah, of course. Okay. Very good movie. Yeah. Very good movie. You know, he's a, mm -hmm. uh, he's uh, Frank Lucas. He's a Harlem uh, uh, gangster, basically. And he was a big heroin kingpin. Okay. What they were doing is they were actually smuggling heroin in the coffins of American soldiers that were coming back from Vietnam. Okay. I'm not telling you that that was the CIA. Cause I, that was more of the, uh, the military side doing that. I don't know how that was even happening or how that was even approved uh, because the CIA was more involved in the Laos stuff, but I'm telling you, air America was bringing drugs back and forth through the golden triangle and, and all that stuff. If you guys think about it, it's like, what, when you start learning about this, you're like, what? What do you mean the CIA? Yeah. How could they be involved in something like this? And if you notice, yeah. every almost every veteran that came back from that war was either homeless, hooked on drugs, yeah. hooked on something. You know, he, a lot of them went out there. They didn't. They went out there to to join the military. They thought they were fighting the good fight. They thought they were doing something good, and they all came back. They found out that it was not what it was supposed to be. It was yes. we would take over a we would take over a hill, give it back yeah. the next day. <laughs> And yeah. if you think about it, you know, these, these are young boys, yeah. you know, teen, 18, 19, drinking, smoking weed, hanging out there, you know, a bunch of dudes out there. Then after a while, you know, you get, you get bored, you got nothing to do. You're not making no money. They're not giving you no money. They're not taking care of you. So what do you do? Well, can you imagine, yeah. could you imagine too, being out there in war and you're fighting a war, it's unfamiliar territory. You got uh, soldiers you're fighting against. You can't even see them. You know what I'm saying? They, they know the, they know the territory so well and your, your, your life and your existence probably becomes so much like hell that you're just going to get high to be able to escape, yeah. you know, escape, escape who you are out there. And, as far as in Vietnam, you know, they, they, the, the soldiers for them, you know, they, they're, they're, they're probably loving our soldiers being all strung out on dope. You know what I mean? And, sure. and I just couldn't imagine the, uh, you know, I, I couldn't imagine, I can't even fathom, you know, a Vietnam soldier out there and he's un, the unfamiliar territory. He's got bullets flying by his head. I mean, just the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the atmosphere, the snakes, the, the jungle, the, yeah. uh, you know, and, and it just gotta be so scary that like the only thing that can make you feel any type of relief is to get high on the heroin and do drugs and to escape the person that you, that you are out there. And then what happens is they all come back home and they're, um, you know, and they're all strung out, you know what I'm saying? And they really can't find their place on the earth. You and know, they go, it's just a step. They go, go to the VA, right? What happens is 
You go to the VA and the VA just gives you pills after pills after pills. They start giving the prescription pills. Also, guys, what happened is a lot of these guys got, you know why a lot of these guys got got really messed up is because they were deceived because the, the Vietnam War was started by a false flag called the Gulf of Tonkin. So once that came out in the open and these Vietnam soldiers found that out, they had to have felt terrible because oh, they were told to go into these cities to go and kill these people men women and children sometimes i mean i, I honestly i am yeah. not gonna say i don't know i wasn't there but i know that yeah. there's stuff that there's so many people that have all this this is terrible ptsd it's not the same as when you call in an airstrike on somebody that's terrible too because it's like dang but you're actually yeah. physically hand-to-hand combat shooting people killing people uh taking people hostage uh, prisoners of war people were raping yeah. the women it just yeah. was and you're and you're actually seeing your fellow soldier raping a woman you're like ah you don't you, your, your integrity's there mm-hmm. but you, yeah. you, you know, you're with your friends or just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, if I stop this guy, he might shoot me. So it's a lot yeah. of stuff that was going on in that war, guys. But to top it off, these guys are bringing back heroin in yeah. bodies of the people that passed away, which is disrespectful and is disgusting. OK, guys. Yeah. So yeah, horrible. That, that right there. OK, so if you guys want to look into some of this stuff, man, there's a guy named Lieutenant Colonel Bo Gritz. He actually he's a decorated Green Beret. And he talks a lot about a thing called Operation Watchtower. So if you guys want to study that, I don't really want to get too crazy into the conspiracy part because we have some godly stuff we want to bring out. I just want to tell you guys, if you want to dig into it, uh, you guys can look into Operation Watchtower, Bo Gritz. The crazy thing is, is this dude just recently committed suicide. So uh, hello, guys. What happens with these guys is they started releasing information about the CIA drug smuggling. Um and uh you know they end up suicided so it's just Quote, insane. Unquote, suicide like yes yeah, i'm yes. sure yeah so i yeah, got 57 an- times I-, I got another one from 1980 to 84 okay i'm kind of just going through a little timeline here okay it brings us to barry seal okay obviously a lot of us have watched the movie called american made i think have you guys seen that Monty? have you seen that yet i, I have not i have not seen that no okay so he he's basically a pilot that uh uh, if, if you guys look up uh, an airport, it's called Mena Airport in Arkansas. Barry Seal was making like $500,000 every time he was making these trips. What he was doing is was delivering guns to, um, to Nicaragua and to like Fidel uh, or I'm sorry, Pablo Escobar's people. He's delivering guns from the CIA so that they're stopping the communists that's going on. And, and, he's, and he's bringing back the drugs. So he's yeah. delivering the guns for the CIA and he's bringing back the drugs. So he's not being <laughs> looked at or anything. Uh, the Mena airport is located in Arkansas. Um, the crazy thing about this dude, Barry Seal, he's, he ends up buying that Air America plane from the CIA. The one I just brought up earlier, <clears throat> he, brought it for, he bought it for $300,000 cash. So he was mm-hmm. using that plane uh, for uh, transporting weapons to them through the CIA and then bringing back drugs into America. And this gentleman was bringing more of the cocaine and not the heroin, but it doesn't matter. This is still interesting stuff. So yeah, yeah. the crazy thing is, guys, is in Mena, Arkansas, this is like back in between 1980 and 1984. Who was the governor of Arkansas at the time? Bill Clinton. None other than Mr. Bill Clinton. Okay. Mr. <laughs> Bill Clinton. I, I did not inhale. Okay. And then <laughs> at the time, he was involved in covering up what was going on because this airport, there was plenty of people saying there's this guy coming in. There's got shipments and loads and loads of stuff coming in. He has all this cash at his house. This dude's burying cash on the ground, bro, at his house. It's like wow. all over the place. Um, so 
Also, the attorney of Western District of Arkansas at the time, his name is Asa Hutchinson, okay? Uh, he, he was a gentleman that never prosecuted Barry Seal. And the reason why is because he's a CIA operative, this guy, okay? So what happened is that guy, uh, Asa Hutchinson, he got rewarded by becoming the administra administrator of the DEA. And then right now, Asa Hutchinson is actually the governor of Arkansas. So as you see, these people just get rewarded for hiding this type of, of action, okay? Um, yeah, it's well. just crazy. Um, and uh, the gentleman that can that can uh, confirm this stuff, his name is Aden Pastra. He was a, a Contra leader that confirmed these accusations. Uh, it's just, it's really, it's really crazy stuff, man. And if you guys want to study something, study a guy named Gary Webb. He broke the story about the CIA's hand and the crack epidemic, uh, which has to do with this cocaine that was being brought in, okay? It's the same yeah. Hegelian dialect, right? Create the problem. And then the Senate and the House are passing laws to give stiff sentences. That's the solution, which is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible, yeah. dude. They're bringing the yeah. cocaine into these lower, these are these, into these neighborhoods. You know, these, uh, let's say just, it's the poverty neighborhoods. I'm not ghettos. Yeah. The ghettos, bro. Ghettos. Yeah, the ghettos. ghettos. Yeah. The white, yeah. it's, it's the whites, the blacks, the Latinos. Okay. Cause there's, there's people yeah. down South. They were bringing it to as well, where they were just messed mm -hmm. up. But uh, Freeway Ricky Ross was one of the main dealers that actually became an informant yeah. and was saying the CIA was providing this him with this cocaine, the high-grade cocaine, yeah. turned it into yeah. crack, and he's just crushing these neighborhoods, okay? And, uh, yeah, the guys, more that I... The more yeah. I seek the Lord, the more I seek the Lord, man, the more I don't like our government. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's, it, it's just the more that it gets revealed to me and the more that I see what's going on, and, and it's just our government is really, really bad. Baby. especially right now that the things that are going on right now in our in, in the world man it's just like it's just it's just it's just a shame you know and they make movies about this stuff they desensitize yeah. you they make you oh it's cool man look at this guy it's cool to be a drug dealer it's cool to be this cool to be that yeah you feel sorry for the guy yeah. that that that's a criminal now you have sympathy for him because he's mm -hmm. trying to make it in the world and the, and, the, and, and the government's trying to bring him down but the thing is is that yeah. this is all true stuff yeah. This is all stuff that you could go look up on the internet, go look up in a book, go look up on, on anything. And you're going to tell me that the government's batting a thousand in treating yeah, people, right. in treating, uh, in this, mm -hmm. caring about us and, and caring about our well being. They're shoveling yeah. drugs down our throat faster than anything else. Right now, yeah. it's, 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 like you said, it's fentanyl, there's, there's heroin, there's cocaine, there's meth, there's, there's yeah. anything, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and it's, it started off. You know, hey, I want to help. This might be helpful. You know, this, yeah. you know, morphine will be helpful if you if you get hurt in the, in battle. You know, and you're about to die, they'll yeah. give you a little bit of morphine, or, or you know, if you're really hurt going to surgery, they do so. That, that's that's fine, okay. Yeah. But anything that's good, who has good intentions, always usually is a pathway to hell. Like just like the yeah, bomb, anything yeah. like that. Too too good to be true. You know, like I was I was listening to Joe Rogan and he was talking about the guy who invented fentanyl and the, the guy that invented fentanyl, he actually thought he was going to do some miracle. It was going to like change the, the cost of, of, of opiates. And he was actually doing this amazing thing for, uh, for people within like injuries and within chronic pain. And now like he's in prison because of all the, he's killed. I mean, how many people are dying? A hundred thousand people died last year yeah. off fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had two cousins die one off hair and one, one off fentanyl, you know, mm. and, and it's just a sad thing because it's um, and, and then you hear about uh, the people are going like, 
okay, so they want to find the fentanyl that's killing people, and then they'll go out there and they'll want to search out that fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens with the addiction, with the addict, it's like every other disease in the world, you're trying to cure, you're trying to cure yourself and survive it. But with addiction, it's like we're trying to kill ourselves slowly, but surely one day at a time. And that's why we suffer from that spiritual malady that we got to have a spiritual experience because we got to be able to replace something that we did for so long that was our that was our solution to a lot of things with something that we believe that's better than that. And for me, it's walking with God, walking with God, walking in the light with the spirit brings me more joy and more happiness than ever doing the drugs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause now it's like, I'm fighting for good. Like I talk about, we got to, when we came out of the womb, we had a dog fight within us of good and evil and whatever dog you feed the most is the dog that's going to win. But the yeah. more that I seek the truth and the more that I seek the Lord, like, like they say, strongholds, strongholds in our life are lies that we believe. So the great accuser tells us this lie that we continually think about and we continue to believe it. So what God, the Lord does is he slams some truth down into our life. And the more that I seek the Lord, the more that our government and the more I realize that these guys are not looking out for us. Like these guys no. are looking out for themselves. And like the more I learn about the deep swamp and these guys are just politicians that have been running game for years, you know, and. For me, this might be a little off talk, topic, but it's Trump okay. came in. Yeah, Trump came in, and he's not, uh, you know, he's not a typical politician, and he's calling them all out one by one. And that's what I love about Trump is that he's coming in, and he's actually America first. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I love about the whole situation when I see Trump because he came in as an outsider from the swamp, and you just see all the things. I watch his show, bro. It's called. Uh, dope sick it's about the oxycontin epidemic dude and the way that big pharma pushed oxycontin was so sad dude like he they had people going out and selling this pill and they were lying about it being addictive they were saying that it wasn't addictive these doctors were now pushing it on people and people were getting hooked on it and people were dying and doctors were were getting hooked on it and it was just an unbelievable uh, epidemic that that happened you know and for me when I talk about prescription drugs, my whole thing started off with Adderall. And I, at the beginning in my brain, I was telling myself, I'm doing the right thing. I'm getting prescribed for a doctor. And this is what I, this is my savior. This is what I needed. So then now Adderall becomes my God, but then you can't help it. Not because of tolerance, tolerance starts to kick in. You're starting to have to take more, but yeah. you're still trying to believe the lie that this has come from a doctor and you're prescribed to it. <laughs> next thing you know, next thing you know, you're not even showing up to the doctor's office. You got the doctor showing up to your house with a ketchup stain on his shirt because he just lost all his money out in Vegas. Oh. And now you're doing And he's writing me scripts, uh, you know, scripts each month. He's writing me five prescription pads for 30 milligram, 90 Adderall. You know what I'm saying? And like next thing you know, I got doctors here, doctor there. And now like my biggest connect is big pharma, you know what I'm saying? But, but then it becomes Watch a that. point where you're, you're looking at the, it becomes a point where you're looking at the bottle and it's saying amphetamine salts on it. And you're like, you're like, how is this not amphetamine? Like, how is this not a drug? You know? All right. And what blows my mind is that they're putting this on, they're putting kids on this stuff. I know. So this is that's terrible. what blows my Bro. mind. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna hate this part about this. Okay. I'm gonna have to just break something down to you that's even worse. Okay. Here we go, Please guys. The, if you didn't like the government before, listen to this, okay? <laughs> so what about Afghanistan, bro, the 9-11 war, okay? This this is crazy, okay? So so by the year 2000, the Taliban had stopped op the opium industry by 96% in Afghanistan, okay? Now 9-11 hits, kaboom. We blame this on 
uh, Afghanistan, on the Taliban, on uh, on Iraq and all this. We already yeah. have episode. OK, episode one, guys, is 9-11. OK, watch yeah. that episode. I don't want to go into that, but listen to this, guys. OK, so 96 percent of the opium industry was shut down by the supposed terrorists, the Taliban. OK, and uh, they blamed on 9-11 and the anthrax on them. Okay. So it's, and then as soon as we went in and invaded Afghanistan after one year in 2001, heroin production started back up. Now, some people would say, well, Hey, well, the heroin was probably for the medical pharmaceutical industries. Wasn't it? Heck no. Okay. You would automatically think that, but the opium that's used in Afghanistan is not internationally licensed for legal medicine use. It is the illegal heroin that's getting pushed throughout the world. And they push 96% of it in the world. So we, the supposed good guys, the guys that are the democracy, we went in there and brought the production back up. And this is not the production for pharmaceutical. Um, the, the only place they say that is licensed for medical use is Tasmania. It's an island off the Australian southern coast. That's 80% of the morphine uh, that they get is from Turkey, India, France, Hungary, and Spain. But most of the opiates that are legal are coming from Tasmania. It's an island off Australia, not Afghanistan. So we go in there talking about these terrorists, and they ended up stopping the heroin from being produced. We go in there, and we started right back up, dude. And wow. that's the stuff yeah. that is killing people across the world. So this money. is 2001. Money, yeah. bro. It's money. They yeah. they, they, it's like like how the how the how the the Nazi doctors and all them they, they look at it like, hey, we could test these people because it's going to be the better for science. Yeah. But dude, Afghanistan that that's the only reason why we were even over there in the first place. There's no there's yeah. nothing in Afghanistan. Well, lithium. Even, it's lithium. Dude, and it, it was a lithium vein. It was a trillion dollar lithium vein they found. And it was, dude, when I was in Kuwait, my dude, one of these, uh, this, this higher up that I know, I'm not going to mention his name. He sent me this pamphlet of why we're in Afghanistan. So he's telling me while I'm in Kuwait, if you get sent to Afghanistan, this is what we're fighting for. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, when you find, this is another thing, man, that some of these soldiers, they come back, dude, they're throwing their, 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 they're throwing their, their, um, they're uh, patches on the floor. They're stomping them out because they're finding out what we're truly fighting for. We're not in the, we're not fighting these things because uh, of, of, of terrorism, you know, weapons of mass destruction or terrorism or 9-11. This is all BS, dude. This, it's all BS. I don't yeah. even like to say that. I'm sorry, guys, but this is this is all BS. And this is all for money, for oil, yeah. for resources, yeah. for Halliburton, for heroin. What the yeah. heck? Are we serious? This yeah, is the did type you of see stuff. that? Did you see the uh, have you seen those TikTok videos of those uh, those Russian soldiers that are like 20, 21 years old? And they got these videos out and they're like talking about how they were told they were going over to Ukraine to like just control borders like they weren't told they were going into war. You know what I'm saying? And I would think that that's how a lot of our soldiers would feel, you know, but it seems like the government tries to do some type of diversion in this direction to do all that shady stuff they're doing in another direction. So they're taking the whole United States. And they're looking in one direction, but oh. they're doing all kinds of other oh, stuff. It's like a magic direction. trick. Hey, guys, look yeah. over here. Everybody's <laughs> focused on the $2 trillion that got lost. Uh, they're they're yeah. focused on the towers. They're focused on the Pentagon, which if you look at all that stuff, but what's really happening, and they're talking about a guy is sitting in a cave that's, that created all this stuff. But, dude, look into it, guys. I don't even want to say it, dude. It's just it, You got to watch the episode. It's It'll tell you exactly what happened, dude. It was really yeah, deep. Crazy. But um, um, And then we also have to kind of – and uh, 
I think we also have to kind of look at um, at the fentanyl part. You know, I know that some people say that it comes from China and, and, and a lot of it's coming from China. I see that a lot of the news agencies are saying it's coming from China. But like if you look at the pattern, bro, it's just, you know, it's 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 almost like a lot of this is our own government. CIA bringing this type of stuff in. Now there is the dark web. There is stuff coming from China. I'm not, I'm not trying to doubt that. And, and I haven't got to dig deep enough to find out where it's really, really coming from, dude. But who was, where was the guy from that created fentanyl? Do you know? Yeah. So I, 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 I don't, I don't know, man. I heard the guy talking about it and I don't want to say something out there that yeah. I don't actually know. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? But, but what I have, what I, what my understanding was is that it's a synthetic heroin. So it's not from the poppy plant. It's synthetic. And they got a thing called car fentanyl, which they got fentanyl. They got car fentanyl, which is like fentanyl's cousin, but like even a hundred times stronger than fentanyl. So that, that I was, my understanding was that it was coming over here from China, you know what I'm saying? And then the cartels were in, were, were kind of distributing it out through the United States to where what I was, what I had been understanding was that like, it could be an act of war as the China tries to kill us from the inside out because it's okay. such, a, uh, such a pandemic. It's such a, a, it's such a problem now in the United States. And like I said, like, like methamphetamine, dude, you'll, you'll end up reaching a rock bottom, right? But at least you'll be able to maybe be able to get out of that rock bottom and you'll be able to turn your life around and you'll be able to have be able to enjoy this life on overcoming addiction the fentanyl it doesn't even allow these kids to be hit their rock bottom dude. they're dead they're yeah. they're dead before they even you know and, and and the sad thing is is that when you have a when you have a um uh, when you overdose on it right because i've been I, i've seen so many people overdose now on it we've lost 12 people from uh, 12 clients from my job where i work wow. at and, and, and what happens is they, uh, they like, there's one time I was on the couch at work. Some kid comes running up, man. He's like, Hey bro, uh, this dude's out there. He's dying in the park. Right. We go out to the park. Wow. This kid's blue, right. looks like a smurf blue. Right. Wow. So there's this thing called Nar uh, Narcan, right. Yeah. I heard and, about and, this. Yeah. And so it's able to bring people back. Right. And oh you should God, have it on dude. you. Yeah. You should have it on you at all times. <laughs> like, especially bro, if it in the heart. Is it like yeah. that? Get the shot. Is it like that? Uh, no, like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> hey. I'm gonna stuff this in my chest. Get the yeah, shot. Hey. Ah! So, so, hey, so, hey, sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, the fentanyl was 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 first synthesized in 1960 by Dr. Jo uh, Dr. Paul Jansen, a Belgium chemist, who okay. was the founder of Jansen Pharmaceuticals. And uh, let's see here. It's a synthetic opioid approved by the approved by the Food and Drug Administration of USA. Yeah, he was a, wow. he was a, yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, bro, my wife, when she just had the baby, bro, they gave my wife fentanyl, bro. Oh, I bet. Yeah. What the, yeah. dude, now <laughs> yeah, the baby's going to come out like, you know, I mean, hopefully they don't, you know, that's, that's nuts, bro. Like they, that they, that, that it's approved and they just give it to people. Like, like there's yeah, no, dude. Gnarly. so yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. That, uh, that humans would abuse something. You know what I mean? Like here, yeah. try fentanyl. It, it, Cool. Yeah, so it was like I said, the guy that, that created, he thought he was doing something good, you know. But but like you know, say if it's too good to be true, man. Usually things that end up being really good, man, they end up being they end up turning really bad, you know. It's the struggle and the pain is what actually has the good that comes out of it. And our 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 clients, so with the Narcan, dude, it's a little nasal thing that you spray up in the nose, and then and then it like wakes them right up. So, but the thing is, is that when this guy wakes up now, so he wakes up. We're at the park. The ambulance shows up, cops show up, fire truck shows up, all the neighbors show up. 
Yeah. And this guy, this guy gets up and all he wants to do is get high because the, uh, the, the, the Narcan ends up stripping it from the opioid and it ends up reversing it. So uh-huh. you go into, you go into straight withdrawal. So you, you start to feel terrible right away. So yeah. the guy gets up, our client gets up and all he wants to do is get high. And I said, bro, you're going in the ambulance, dude. Look at what you just caused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look what you just caused. But the thing oh is now, gosh. if you if you overdose, right, the only ones that have any type of consequence is everybody around you. The person that overdoses has no consequence. They don't even remember that they almost died. Now, oh my if somehow you're somehow you lost your leg <laughs> during it. Yeah, you probably never would use again in your entire life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the point is, there's no consequence. So all that happens is that, that sometimes they don't wake up and yeah. sometimes they die and. When I was uh, in the in oh the buy addiction, gosh, I only saw black tar heroin. I never saw, or I saw like the China white, the black tar, or like the Iraqi, uh, the Afghani was like this like brown powder, uh-huh. and it was crazy because once I got around, I mean, it's so sad what heroin does to people, especially young women, bro. I would see young women, dude, like 19 years old, 20, 21, that would like just they would end up like hanging out with like some 55 year old dude from the trailer park I know, that like bro. got social security and was able to like was able to uh, enter out a little piece at a time and you're just sitting there and you're like you're waiting you want to save you want to save them all he's like a control that guy's like a control freak he's just like he just like he's he's just kind of feeding them a little bit at a time and it's just it's terrible dude it's like it's the saddest thing dude what it does when i was using bro i i met this dude he was just hilarious i don't even know if i want to say it because it's a christian podcast drop it bro yeah he'll say he'll say like he's like bro you'll go into like this white supremacist guy's house that's all you know smoking meth and he's watching like a different race on tv like having sex you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like what the freak bro this is crazy like you know yeah it's just there's just like like pornography watching porn like all the time like an old man you're like feeling all uncomfortable it's like he's like this is awkward going in there and there's like an old 58 year old dude with that on the whole time it's just it's just a it's a crazy world bro dude it it just brings you into like it'll open up so dude if you start doing like like because i was more into like the upper stuff but it'll open up stuff that you never even knew you had. If you had, if you have some fraud in you, if you have some like, uh, you know, pornography or sex problem, or if you have, uh, or like you have some, uh, gambling or you're going to smoke a million cigarettes, or you're going to, like you said, dude, you slowly are killing yourself with no problem. You know, yeah. I'm, I, they yeah. got it. never gotten to the heroin stuff, but no, a cop time, asked me, a, a cop asked me one time. He said, Hey bro, he goes, what's so big about this meth? I said, Hey bro. I said, you'll ruin your whole life and you'll feel okay. And he was like, Oh yeah. wow. He's all that. I said, you'll, you'll feel okay because you're constantly trying to take dopamine out of your brain. So you're doing the false reward. You're like that, that it's like a hack into yeah. your brain but it's not reality and then like i said you know the, the the soldiers in vietnam right your whole outside and everything around you is so miserable but you put that opiate in your body and it takes you away from that for that yeah. little bit of time and the next thing you know you're hooked on it you know what yeah. i'm saying and that's where where i would see when i would uh like you would walk into a house right and you would see a bunch of people smoking tinfoil heroin addicts and you know they would uh they 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 would smoke it oh, so much of it over and over and over and i would have never thought in a million 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 years that there would be a drug out there you could put on tinfoil and kill you 
Every one of our clients that have died, they put just a little bit of tinfoil, a little bit of fentanyl on tinfoil and they die. We had a dude, wow. six foot four, 350 pound dude at our program who the day before he died, he cried to me because he couldn't get the God thing. He couldn't figure out why I loved the Lord so much wow. and the joy I had. And then we had this conversation. He cried. I prayed with him and then he was dead the next day. Oh my it's crazy, gosh, dude. It's and then the fan. It's 50 to 100 times more potent than regular morphine. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, so you're, you're, it's like heroin it's is, is because the reason why people get hooked on heroin is not because the drug makes it feel good. It's because they don't want to be sick. There you go. Super sick. And you feel so bad. Every, meth is one thing. You come down from meth, your bones hurt, you're tired, whatever, you know, and you, you, could, you could drink a couple of Red Bulls, get back in the game. Yeah. Well, with heroin, you're, you're, you're passing out crapping yourself. You're puking all over. You cannot get better. And the only thing that makes you feel better is another hit. So yeah. that, 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 that stuff, that's why you, that's how they keep you shrinking because it makes you it's feel like better. It keeps you pop, feel better it's and population better. control and it's controlling the population, you know? So that's what it is, is, is whenever you're doing that type of stuff, you, you, you know, when you're sitting like that and you're hiding and you're secretive and you're doing this stuff, it's like, it, it brings you so far away from God, you know? And it's like, yeah. you think that God is not there with you, but he is there with you. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's with you, man. It's just, yeah. you just don't understand it or know it. You know, yeah. so well, they made what made oh, it popular with rock stars. They made it real popular with rock stars. So when rock stars started doing stuff like that, and people started seeing that, they're like, "Oh man, it's kind of cool." You know, we could. It's cool. You could do stuff like that. It's cool. Like I read, I read Slash's uh, autobiography, Guns N' Roses. I read Ozzy Osbourne's autobiography, and these guys were just regular, regular people just wanted to make it, and then they they got to their 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 place of their uh, of their fame and drugs were just shoved in their face, shove, 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 shove. And, and I'm talking, these guys were doing heroin, cocaine mixed together. Well, you mentioned balls. This is stuff yeah. you don't, this is stuff you, that will kill you. You. Gotta, you gotta know this though. You, you mentioned Ozzy Osbourne. If you understand the Black Sabbath before they actually became big, they actually got the Black Magic book and they were, they were doing Black Magic and Dark Arts. So when you're doing these drugs, dude, it's called pharmaceutica in the Bible. It's actually sorcery, okay? It's it's magic, right? It's but it's M A G I K, okay, guys. It's like spells. It's like it's spellbounding. It's like you end up like Smeagol, bro. Like my precious, uh, yeah. my precious. Yeah. Like it's just like that. the ring. Yeah. It's it's just like yeah. the ring. It's like your pipe, or it's like your your, your you know your your drug, or it's like your heroin needle, and like you're addicted to just my precious. Like that's the what you end up always, looking pipe, like. Yeah, the you know pipe what I'm saying? Be like, hey, yo, man, I'm I'm a little empty, yo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. empty dog, fill me up. But don't worry, I'll fill you up. I'll fill you up. I'll fill you up. I'm good. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my and god, you, I'm getting out last bit. I'm gonna throw yeah. this away. I don't need this no more. Yeah. <laughs> and you're throwing it away you're like no i'm just gonna put it back in my, my precious and you, oh and my you think gosh. you think about you think about like you were talking about like people that are like superstars you know on this planet you know like and even when i think about like 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 god god laid out in my life like 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 i, I think back like taking adderall all right getting a 30 milligram adderall in the morning breaking it up snorting it but then not only that my lifestyle is to wake up go to a stadium 30,000 fans pitch every night pressure treat have, have the devil have the devil have everything to offer pleasure wise right there 
and 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 so to think to, to actually like like think about my lifestyle like i was hooked on not only the drug but the lifestyle you know if you're doing meth in the high desert bro you're out running amok on main street you know yeah. what i'm saying going down yeah, Mauna Loa. Yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying so <laughs> so so, <laughs> so it's still it's still like uh it still can even make the high desert exciting you know what yeah. i mean but yeah. but also and imagine like those rock stars and those guys like like they were in that like crazy lifestyle you know what i'm saying and and, and their solution to get high man it's just incredible and I, I i try to tell people when i share my story that like the lifestyle of playing pro baseball and being on adderall for like the first couple years of it was absolutely amazing but then the well ran dry and then tolerance hit then the dopamine ran dry and then it becomes schmiegel oh, i need my yes. adderall you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> it, it gets to that point to where I seen guys, I seen guys that would, in the beginning of the month, older men would get their social security in the beginning of the month, and they'd buy like a bunch of dope, and they'd have dope, and then you'd see them at the end of the month, and you'd literally see them on the ground, and their pipe would be full of little pebbles and rocks because they would be looking for stuff on the ground. That's the transition that the yeah. drug does to people. It's evil, bro. Yeah. It's evil, and it disguises it's itself as heaven. And then takes you straight to hell. It That's the so scary evil. part. That's so evil. Yeah. It's like it's like something you don't even you won't even understand unless you've been through it. Like oh. when you say somebody's oh. like going to steal oh. marble from this place, or they're going to steal copper, or they're or they're stripping copper yeah. like just to get twenty or thirty dollars, or they're going yeah. into buildings, uh, or they're frying, breaking into like places, and to take it from yeah. the lights, the light posts from like yeah, anything. Bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. are like insane, dude, you- bro. You're not no electrician, bro. I see it. I see it, bro. Like, like I mean, I don't want to talk about people, you know, I, honestly, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about people because I, I think it's shaming people, but no, I see it a shaming. lot. This is what it, I it's, see it's, it's a lot a through my, this is how yeah. they are, bro. This is, and I, I, they don't care. They don't, yeah. they, they, I, they love it, bro. I see it through the city of Rialto. Like there's, there's like the airport next to one of our, our sites. And there's this, there's people that are like stripping everything. They have been lit something on fire on accident. And it's just crazy. And I feel so bad. I mean, I mean, Lord, it's like, like, dude, he, he this is the crazy thing, guys. All three of us have been through, through hell to make it to heaven. You know, now we're, now we, we got the joy. We have the Lord. God is so gracious and so great, man. I mean, geez, it's, it's amazing that I we never did that though, bro. I might've been homeless dude, but I never, I never stripped no, <laughs> No copper went down to that. I was low in my life. I never went that low, dude. It's hey, like, it's all good, man. It's like you can't you can't weigh anything. <laughs> We've done some crazy stuff. I've done crazy uh, stuff. I've been in I've been in North Vegas, bro, back in the day, and I was with people that were dude. They'll just go and like, hey, bro, I want I need like marble to make my like it's a trailer park, bro. And this guy's like, I want I want marble to make uh uh my bathroom, right? You're like, okay, yeah. where, where can we get marble? Well, there's a there's a place up here. There's a tea there at two o'clock in the morning, bro. You go, we went. This one dude stole some marble one time, bro. It's like one piece of marble. Like, bro, are you serious? You live in a trailer park. You don't want a marble bathroom, bro. It's like, dude, it's just there's just stuff that that people just just you just get into. It's crazy, but you know, yeah. it's like I said, man. It's like God just saved us. Like, like, yeah. like money. Like, I'm so happy, bro, because. When I, like I said, dude, I, I saw your, your, your old Instagram and I'm just like, man, I, I wonder how he's doing. And then Patrick Jones, man, my, my, my boy, Patrick Jones, bro. I, mm-hmm. I, I ended up talking to him and he was like, bro, you got to look up Monty Mansfield, bro. He's working at the Salvation Army, bro. He's like, he's like doing so yeah. good right now. I'm like, what, yeah. what yeah. are you serious? Okay, cool. Give me his Instagram right away. So when he gave it to me, I instantly like hit you up, bro. And I was so excited, dude. Like, and, and yeah. like, I was so happy, bro. It's like, 
Yeah, yeah. I think I appreciate you guys, bro. I, I I came out of jail, right? I come out of jail, bro, and I'm like walking and I'm walking in the Salvation Army, bro, and and uh, I see this dude sitting right there, and I'm like, man, and they're like look at each other, looking at him. I'm like Patrick Jones. He's like, what's up, my boy? I'm like Patrick was in the he was in the Salvation Army too because he just did 16 months. He yeah. did 16 months too because he that. got hooked on he got hooked on heroin. So you know, and and, and back before. Like I disappeared off social media for two years because I had to turn my whole life around. I had of to course. become a whole no- I had to become a whole other person. Of the course. thing is, is that the thing is that like right before, um, like right before I had got, I, I was dating this girl named Taylor for a couple years, and she was a heroin addict, and she had she had a lot of she was got social security, she had a lot of mental problems, so she was going on my Facebook, blowing up my Facebook, and like totally like I wasn't really even paying attention to it because I didn't even want to see it. I was just getting high. I didn't realize yeah, like the things that she was saying and people yeah. that were my good friends. I had like 2000 friends, dude, because of my baseball. Yeah. This, yeah, stuff's yeah. Pop- this stuff's popping up, dude, on the news feed. What she's saying about me, dude. Oh, and people geez. are probably like, people are probably like, what's wrong with money? So now coming out, coming out, um, because I was sitting there in, 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 at the Milton house and I was, and I love to share the good news, bro. I love it. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to figure a way out to be able to spread the good news more. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, why don't I just start a Facebook, you know? And so I started Facebook and I ended up, uh, Beto Cortina ends up hitting me up. He's like, Monty, what's up, bro? I'm glad you're back. I love you, my boy. I'm so glad yeah. you're doing good. And it really like, like he was one of my really good friends. And I was like, yeah. man, and then. And then just the love that has been shown to me is just off the chain. And so I've really been able to come out of my shell and deep dude, like, this is my purpose. Now I'm going to spread the good yes, news. Bro. I believe that I will be a pastor one day. Me too. I believe that I will continue to walk I, in the light with the spirit. And I believe it, bro. I, Seriously, bro. I believe I it, man. I think you, bro. you have the gift, bro. And like, I would honestly, I think I want to start going to like seminary school myself, bro. And just, just to yeah. get it just so I can improve our show. And like Jason, I mean, yeah. he has the gift of, uh, Jason has the gift of, of discerning the Bible really well. And, yeah. and like me, I, like I, I try to do my best, you know, I think we have the gift of gab, obviously all of us, yeah. so we could definitely yeah. do it, but it's all about like, like you said, bro, spreading the good news. It's all about spreading the gospel. It's all about getting people yeah. saved. It's like, bro, yeah. this world right now, it's like information warfare going on, dude, at all times of deceit <laughs> lies. Um, yeah. Just like we were talking about the government and I'm not saying that everybody in the government is evil. And I'm not saying that everybody um, that's a police officer, CIA agent or FBI agent. I, I was ex-military. I respect some of these people that have integrity that do that are really digging deep, trying to find criminals. And I respect all of you guys. Okay. But the ones that are doing this evil, evil stuff, the, the higher ups, the directors that knew about this type of stuff, but letting it come into here, that's disgusting. That's, that's from, that's lies from Satan. And it's bringing in people and communities. It's dragging people down. People were investing in these private prison systems, right? And they want to be 90% capacity. So what they did is they make stricter sentences on these people for possession. And, and when you're an addict, dude, I think it's, I believe personally, it's a disease, bro. I think it's yeah. a disease, man. And it's, it's really sad, dude, because I had the addiction, you know, my, my parents smoked cigarettes. First of all, it started with smoking cigarettes. It started, then, then it got into weed. And then I tried cocaine and I had that addictive personality. My, it runs in the family. It's like a generational curse. You know what I mean? So it's not about like, um, this person's an, he's a, he's a piece of crap. He's a jerk. He's a bad person because you're addicted. It's, it's really at a disease. 
And, 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 and it's, and it's hard because what they do is they take the disease and they try to like cure it with another drug. You know what I mean? They get them hooked yeah, on this what, other drug. And it's that's like, what I was going to say, bro. It's like, it's like, I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes and I'm going to dip yeah. like, hello, you're yeah. still, you're still doing nicotine. So what yeah. it is, it's, it's so hard, but like, like Monty says, dude, the only answer that we, we can, we could give to you would be Jesus Christ. Okay. Our Lord and savior. Our only answer yeah. is God. It's the only true way take that addiction that you have and get addicted to the lord take that addiction that you have get addicted to working out uh you know or 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 creating some discipline if i didn't have god and 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 the military i would be probably uh up creek without a paddle as well man because the military stripped me of all that disgusting stuff i had my civilianness and it built me back up as a soldier with discipline and a foundation I remember Monty was talking about uh, not having the right foundation. You know, our dad uh, was out of the home at 14. He got in trouble for some, some disgusting stuff. It just really ruined me when I was younger, you know, and I never got, and then I had a stepdad, but you know, stepdad is not my real dad. You know what I'm saying? Like I I didn't, I didn't have a foundation either. Ah, man. It's like, God, dude, he, he said, you know what? I'm going to take you, son, and I'm going to put you in the military. I'm going to make you a soldier for the army. But when you yeah. get out, you're going to be a soldier for me. And it's a yeah. whole different ball game when you're saving souls than Amen. saving lives. Because that's Amen. the temporal. The souls yeah. is so much deeper, you know? Yeah. And, and I hope when you guys listen to this podcast or any podcast we do, I hope we're doing our jobs and, and hopefully we're, we're, we're leading you guys to the Lord, you know? Well, that's what Jesus yeah. wants you to do, man. He wants you to, to take your, your talent, your purpose, yeah. yeah, whatever it is. Use it for him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Monty, Monty, I don't know about you, but I grew up poor. Josh, you know, as we grew up poor, we weren't given a lot of, of opportunity. But I had a lot of opportunity in my life and I blew it But because I, I didn't know where my purpose lied. And it, my purpose does lie in that I could bring people together. I could... I could talk and, 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 and really, really explain things to people to where it, it's, I never thought I could think about it that way. I just thought I was like, oh, I could talk and be popular and be cool and make people laugh. But no, when you can, when you could do that and you can influence other people into, you know, thinking about, okay, well, why is this guy like that? He, he's been through so much crap in his life, so, been so down and out I'm, and, and the bottom of the barrel, but he's still so positive and he still talks about God. He still talks about being, um, having God first and, and, and always making sure that, 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 that is your first and foremost thing, not your family, not your wife, not your kids, God first, God, no matter what. And, and if you keep telling yourself that he's going to, he's going to reward you. He's going to, he's going he's gonna, to, he likes to be a part of your life. He would love to have been on with Monty on, on the pitching mound and just throwing with them. If God, if you would have brought him with them, Josh, yeah. if, if you, if, if somehow you could have done that with, with your life before you got into anything else, he, me too. If I would have been more of a better older brother and 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 saw that that, that uh, how life was going crappy in our lives and maybe would have would have found a way to 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 look for the Lord, but he was always there for us. He was, he was always there. He was always talked about. He was always even though my dad was a, a was a hypocrite for it, but then I know he saved because he saved a lot. Of, he saved more souls than I've ever ever saved because he understood that it doesn't matter. You don't hoard your salvation. You don't find out about Lord and you find out about Jesus. And you don't find out about the, his grace and salvation. And then you keep it to yourself. You bury right. it and hide it. And then when he comes back and says, well, what'd you do with it? Well, you know, I, I still got it. I still yeah. have it here for you, God. And he's uh, like, yeah. oh man, I'm going to take that. And I'm going to take that away from you. And which you had, and I'm going to give it to somebody else. 
you have to understand that when you, souls are important, it could cover a multitude of sins, love and saving other people. That is that that could cover a lot of the sins that you do in your life. You know, love that, bro. And even if you if, even if you think that the, the sin that you've done is the most worst thing ever, it's not. OK, yeah. Paul was a murderer. OK, yeah. you got to understand he was killing Christians. All right. And he was Paul's the most gangster dude in, in, in the New Testament. You read if you understand what he did, he trained for 14 years before he even started preaching because he was too he was too uh he was too straightforward. People didn't want to hear what he wanted to say. He was, he, he, he basically made people feel like they were stupid when he talked to them. So he had to, he had to learn all this stuff to calm down. And he wrote his most, most of his epistles in jail in prison. Yeah. 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 The drugs, the drugs run out, but God doesn't baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and like, I like how you say that like your whole life, you kind of like, like for me, I understand life backwards and I did play professional baseball. I played baseball. The biggest gift that ever happened in my early age was that I became six foot four throwing 94 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nobody's going to be able to touch that dude at that level. You know what I mean? And, and, and when I look back now in my life, my true gift was motivating my team was being able, I did a lot of interviews after the games. I was able to like, I was able to have the gift of being able to motivate people, motivate the team, get people going in this, into a, a certain direction. But I was using everything for bad because I didn't have the Lord in my life. And I, and I, and I, and I had a different type of mindset. Like they talk about King David, right? King David always was with God. Right. And people ask me, they're like, why was God always with King David? Why was God always there for King? Because King David chose God, even through the bad times, he was a murderer. He put his friend out on the front lines of the war and he had him killed because of adultery, but he still prayed out in Psalms to the lord so he continued to choose god now us in our life earlier we know god was always with us but for me i know now for the last three years i've chosen him i've put in god first above all else like jason said i tell myself this every day i have the same four prayers every single morning if you're doing these same prayers every day my prayers aren't to like receive things my yeah. prayers are like to, to cleanse my soul so you can yeah, use my yeah. hands as instruments. Yeah. My, my prayers are like, give me what I can handle today. My prayers are like, like, please help the people in the dark come to the light. These are the prayers I do every day. Now we're looking at like not three, exactly three years of these prayers, but like, because at first the transition is kind of hard to really commit to God. At first you're kind of fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. But once I really started going like, Hey man, I'm really digging this whole, the Lord thing. Like yeah. I'm, I, 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 how, how like three years, how like six months ago was I putting needles in my arm, committing crimes, you know, in a garage, stripping copper with the torch. I love you. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And, and, and now, and now I'm able to get up and I'm able to share my testimony and people like come up to me afterwards and like, man, that's amazing. We didn't even know you played pro baseball. We had nothing like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? To be able to step off social media for two years, not have a phone for one year and come back as this whole new creation yeah. on life. And, and now be like, you know, the hope dealer and spread hope because, you know, the dope dealer is something that's in a community, dude, that's not good. It's not yeah. good for the community, you know, but if I'm sitting here and I'm throwing hope every day, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 I just, I found my place, you know, I found my place now on the planet and it's to be a pastor. It's to spread the good news. There's nothing. I don't feel more lined up with God than when I'm sharing about how God saved me. 
And it talks about it in the Bible, man. That's what you're, that's what we're supposed to do. Once we walk away from God, we come back to God and then we share the good news on how the Lord redeemed us. Yes. Our lows might be lowered. Like, okay, there might be a normie that never did drugs and their, 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 their sin might be, I stole the cookie from the cookie jar. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, 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 but our sin is like ripping copper out of a building, taking a <laughs> torch and, you know what I'm saying? Like, like our, our sin is my, our sins might be worse. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's it's like the prodigal son, you know, the pro the one brother went off and chased earthly pleasures yep. and it got so bad for him. He was in the pig slot. He came back to God and now he will never leave because he knows that lo the Lord is the way and the truth. That's why I believe that we get some, that, that's why we have gifts from God. That now we know how to use our gifts because we walked away so far. And if you read the Bible, he's saving people that are at their lowest lows. That's the yeah. type of people he's saving you yeah. see what I'm saying? So if you look at us, if you look at all three of us, we could, I'm not, I mean, I don't, I don't we could be a character in the Bible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you literally look at our lives and where it's gone, yeah, we could be a character. Like I relate to those characters. You know what I'm saying? For and sure. like your story, Josh, like your story is amazing, bro. You went to the military at like how old you were older. I was 28, bro. Bro, you I never, ever hear of that. Yeah, I was 28 and I was like, you know what, dude? And when I went in, bro, it was a rude awakening, bro, because yeah. I was getting told what to do by by people that are like my age, but they're coming up to me, yelling at me, like yeah. ripping well, me. Younger than you, bro. Yeah, ripping you, me. You had, yeah, some of them, some of them might have been 26 or whatever. I even had people that are like specialists talking to me as a dude. It's like, I, and dude, when I when I first got off of doing drugs, well, not fully off, but when I was just like, you know, finally like getting off of like doing like, the hard meth or whatever, I, I would just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go work at a restaurant and I'm going to start from the very bottom, bro. I was like yeah. cleaning the bathrooms, bro. Yeah. I'm like doing yeah. all this stuff when I'm 24 years old, bro. Like yeah. I went from doing real estate, uh, helping like, uh, you know, selling, uh, you know, selling cell phones, which is, I mean, it's not a, it's not the best job in the world, but I was selling cell phones yeah. and doing real estate. I was like, uh, I almost had something going there, man. And then I just like, I went downhill, but bro, I started from the bottle bottom and I humbled myself and I could have went and became a bartender or something higher. But I, I, I like the fact that I like started out, you know, cleaning, being like a busser. And then I became yeah. like a servant and then a, a servant. Yeah. Yes, there was... you go. A servant. You built that foundation. And how many, how many, uh, to be honest, dude, how many yeah. people on the earth has ever gone into the military at 28? Your story has to be super unique, dude. Yeah. There's there, 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 there can't be that many guys that were able to go back into the military at 28 years old. It has to be yeah, a super and I became unique pro, story. Like start at 28. I'm, like usually you're yeah, starting at like yeah. 18, maybe exactly. 22. And bro, I became soldier of the year, bro, for my battalion, yeah. a sergeant awesome. of the year for my brigade, my battalion. I'm not trying to uh, boast. Or no, anything no, no, no. Like that's that, awesome, bro. Yeah. It just became, you know, like literally I went from like a, 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 a private bro beginning, getting yelled at, spit on, getting written up because I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I, I can't stand this to actually yeah. becoming the sergeant of the year for the state of California, yeah, bro. Actually, yeah. I wasn't, I went to state, but I didn't win that. I was going against Rangers and stuff like that. And those guys were yeah. smoking me. But anyways, I did, I dude, it's like a whole flip around, bro. From, from my yeah. drill sergeant saying, you're the biggest piece of crap ever. I hate you. Yeah. I hate your dad. I hate your mom. And I hate everything yeah. about you. And I, and I hope that you die to like yeah. becoming like sergeant of the year for my brigade, my battalion sitting there with yeah. sergeant majors, bro. Like, because yeah. you never had anybody tell you that it was always you already has a lot of yes men in your life We're like oh <laughs> yeah, man bro. what's up josh you're the coolest dude ever popular like, popular, yeah. popular yeah, what's up you yeah. piece of crap dude and you're like yeah. what the heck? Dude, no it's, it's amazing 
strip that, you uh, yeah, they strip you like and, and like like the Salvation Army, you know, it's not like the military, but they run their thing like the army. Like you you yeah. gotta wake up, make your bed. They have tons of rules. Uh um, so same type of thing, dude. 31 years old, getting out of pro baseball, going from stadium to stadium. You know, like I, I couldn't it's like incredible, for me when bro. I yeah, when I got incredible. out of baseball. <laughs> And I worked at FedEx. Like I couldn't just go to a box every day and clock into this one pillar in this one building. Like I hated it. I was miserable. But then I went to the Salvation Army, dude. And like you said, God started my foundation from the bottom, and yeah. now He's built it up. And now I look like coming up on three years clean on 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 the first of next month. I look back. Bro. Thank you guys so much, man. God is great. Back, all glory to God for sure. Yeah, God. All, that's all. That's the only explanation. The only thing I added to my life was God. And yeah. now this is what you're talking. Now this is who you're talking with. You know what I'm saying? It's the only answer. And this is the so real many- money. This is the real money. Yeah. The one that this was is the real money, money, baby. I love you, Jay. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and that's the thing is that God, they they want they want to take this suffering from fentanyl and this suffering from heroin, and they want to put these kids on Suboxone, which is big pharma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and now now you're taking them off of. Uh, of, of the heroin and you're putting them on suboxone because now you're wanting to meet the, the the heroin addict halfway well the thing is dude coming off of that drug that bottom that rock bottom that terrible pain you go through is what's going to make you not want to do it no more so yeah. for me in my recovery bro i had no girlfriend for 16 months worked on myself no phone for a month or for a year i had no social media for two years right i put god first and I learned a whole new way of life, dude. And now I will sit here, like you said earlier, that the way and the truth is God. And Jesus came and died on the cross so I can have a relationship with the most amazing thing on the earth, which yes. in my mind is like a baseball coach that I wish, I, like my God talks to me like the most motivated baseball coach I could have ever had. But Jesus is what gave me that bridge, that bridge. The bridge, gap. yeah, The bro. bridge, bro. The mediator before, between God and man, bro. That's That's what it is, bro. Amen. And so many people will not understand. They do not want, they want to do this short, this shortcut way to sobriety. But the ones that go on the suboxone, bro, you're going to have to come off that, my boy. Like, you're going to have to come off that at some point. I have a family member, a close family member, bro, that's going through this right now. I think, I mean, I'm not going to say. I talked to her before. She actually messaged me. Yeah, we'll just keep it like that. I don't want to like say it, like blast it out. But yeah. Like, yeah. uh, this is what it was, bro. Heck, between, <laughs> between God and man, bro, we were interlinked, bro, with Adam and Eve, bro. And then the devil came in, bro. We sinned and, and that, that chain link got broken, but Jesus came back, bro. And he's the missing link, bro. That connected us back together with God. So now, bro, we have it. We're so blessed, man. Like I'm yeah, telling you, so there's people blessed. in China right now in other countries that are, that are in layers, underground layers, trying to read this little Bible that they probably have to hide yeah. from the government. We get yeah. to go right now, dude. Study the word. Have the uh, the Bible on us. We, we, we I heard this story, this dude, that uh, in in like places like that, where like where you'll get killed for you know worshiping Christ, like literally <laughs> killed. Like like they go in there, and and they come in heavily armed, and they say, okay, if you're a Christian, you got to go outside because we're gonna like basically making a thing they're gonna kill them, and the yeah. people that 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 leave, they don't have the faith that that leave, and you know that uh. I don't know. He says, if you're not Christian, get out of here. If you're Christian, you're going to be staying in here because basically, and then once they leave, they shut the people that, that aren't Christian, you know, that, that don't want to be in that situation that are, that are scared. Then they shut the door and the people with the guns go, okay, now we can have church. They sit down because they make sure they get all the non-believers oh, wow. out. Wow. And, they, and these guys are like, like you're talking like you, you get, you're having, like you said, you're in the dark little spots trying to have a Bible study with somebody 
they kick in the door and blow your whole family away because you're you're worshiping yeah. Christ. You know, you have you yeah, have a and Bible. It's, and it's like you know, yeah. Well, it's like Peter. You know, he denied he denied Jesus. You know, and 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 when Peter denied Jesus because he got put in that situation now where like he was probably going to get murdered yeah. if he would have claimed claimed Jesus. You know, and he. And he felt so bad that when Jesus, uh, you know, when he rose from the grave, when he rose from the grave, you know what I'm saying? He actually went and found Peter, you know, and, and, and think, think about how happy Peter must have been to be able to see Jesus and be forgiven because he would have lived his whole oh, life not yeah. knowing. You, you so know what I'm saying? Hard, and and, and, and I'm his, just thankful. His, his discipleship when that happened. When, when he, he, yeah, was, amen, bro. Because yeah, he, he was in a place that he wasn't supposed to be. And God said, and Jesus said, look, you, you look, the, uh, the devil wants to sift you like, like wheat, but I, I'm, I'm interceding for you. I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you, but you will deny me three times before the, before this, this, this is all over for the rooster. Crows, and he yeah. picked up the sword and yeah. chopped out the dude's ear, all that stuff. He's trying to be all this stuff. He's trying to be the most courageous one. I'll die. I'll do anything for you. God. And he's mm -hmm. like, look, you're going to deny me before this, this is all yeah. over. He's like, never, yeah. never, never. Yeah. I'll never do that. Yeah. yeah, and could you imagine how he wept? Like he cried. How he was. Oh, yeah. so he got hurt. crucified upside down, bro. That's what they said because he didn't want to die like like Jesus died. He got crucified upside down, is what they say. Oh, uh, wow. Is how Peter died, bro. Um, wow. Which is which is interesting, you know. It's it's uh, because he he didn't feel like he was worthy to die like Jesus died. So that's yeah, wow. that's that's crazy, bro. So yeah. interesting stuff. But uh, the prescription pills, guys. We got to watch out because the veterans at the VA, I'm telling you guys that what they'll do is they'll, they'll automatically PTSD. You got this. I'm going to, I'm going to give you these pills after pills. We got veterans that are committing suicide. I had a friend dude that, that was in the military with me. Uh, he actually sat down with me. He knows I was, uh, you know, I was of the Lord. Uh, you know, before I got out of the military, I was really like, I was really, um, like uh, trying to be a mentor for people, but he came up to me and told me, bro, I started taking these pills from the VA and, and I literally am starting to think about killing myself. I never had these thoughts before. So some of the side effects of these pills is actually suicide. Okay. I've so been there, dude. you're trying to fix something that is, is, is wrong with you. Uh, let's say PTSD, let's say um, depression, let's say anxiety, all the stuff that's of the devil. Right. And, and then they give you this pill then the side effects are suicide or and then these demons, you let a demon inside you're you trying to fix you what to do. You're trying to fix anxiety. But one of the side <clears> effects <throat> of the pills is depression. It's like, guys, it's like, dude, it, it doesn't work. Like Monty was saying um, that, that, you know, and I was trying to say that they try to fix one uh, addiction or one problem with another problem. And there's no solution there. It's all just two problems you're giving them now, you know? And you're saying that you're saying that we're, we're kind of talking about how like the government's bringing in the illegal narcotics yeah. To get them off of, the, so the government's getting you off the illegal narcotics to put you on the big pharma narcotic. Exactly. They're just, they're they're just, bro. Yeah. They, it's just, just one big effery. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Scientifically, yes. they just made in a lab. They're like, okay, well, this is, we can make this better. Like, I, I was watching Breaking Bad, like, not that long ago. And I'm looking at it like, wow, man, because I've seen, I've seen my family members do this type of stuff. And I'm like, wow, man, like, if you really, instead of setting your mind towards, cooking meth, stealing people's identities, yeah. stuff like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, bro. Like that. You could <laughs> really be a smart person. You could yeah. do something with your life, dude. You got, you don't need to be, you don't, you don't need to be cooking meth in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a RV in the middle of the desert. Dude, yeah. You could actually yeah. apply yourself, go to college, bro. And become a, be scientist. a chemist. You could be yes. a chemist. Yeah. 
you know? or, dude, yeah. or bro, some of these drug dealers, dude, like I knew some of these guys, like I knew someone that was really high up, dude. And, and this gentleman could be a CEO of a company, bro. He can yeah. run a pyramid scam on every single uh, dealer in the whole entire valley. He's giving this, 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 collecting money, doing this like a dang boss. They, they yeah. can literally put their mind to becoming a business, you know, get a business degree. I was telling this yeah. gentleman, bro, even though I was like, I was like, uh, you know, messing with this stuff. I was still telling him like, bro, like you could literally become probably a real estate agent, dude, and probably a broker and, and run a company, bro. Like, or a fortune five, wash company. your money and wash your yeah. drug money. To <laughs> business. No, just, yes, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, money, money hung up, money hung up. Come on back, Bonnie. Yeah. Come back, bro. Sorry guys. Uh, money hung up, but. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're at about an hour and 15. Uh, I think it was a great show so far. Uh, hopefully he gets back on right now and, uh, we can kind of finish the show up, um, with, uh, but dude, there you go. Sorry, there you bro. go. You're back. You're back. Yeah. I'm back, so baby boy. So the owner of the owner of the company I work for did prison time as a drug dealer. And now he runs a multi-million dollar company. So, yeah. uh, like I said, it's definitely, uh, you know, and I, I believe that I, I firmly believe that like when you can start to turn your life over to God and you can put God first, there's some type of this power within you that you gets unleashed dude. And like, and like, you're able to like, because like now I know like, okay, so when I get anxiety, like, like I can look to the Lord for my weakness and he'll yeah. give me strength. So I have, I have really good, I have confidence now in my life. Like I really, believe that like every step I'm taking is God's will. And it just makes everything make sense. And, you know, that's the blessing is that the biggest thing for me walking with God was that he made my past make sense. So I couldn't figure out my past, dude. I couldn't figure out like why I was given this opportunity to play pro baseball and why I got hooked up on drugs. And I was just burying myself, you know, and once I learned how to uh, like, once I learned how to shoot up the drug by my, like once I was able to do it myself, I was able to hide in dark places. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that's, and it, because I didn't need no one else to do it for me. So I was able to do it. When you're able you know to buy mean? your own. Like you said last time. And, exactly. and have your own pipe. And it's like yeah. your ownership. Now you're giving the devil ownership. Like it's you like go. your body has. Okay. You're giving the devil real estate. Your body is, is it's God's to begin with. It's yeah. the Holy spirits. Yeah. But once yeah. you submit to like, Hey, I'm going to, I want this pipe. I want this drug. I want this heroin. I want this needle. Now you're giving him permission to be able to tempt you and get yeah. deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. And he, once he finds a niche and he get, and you give him an inch, he's going to yeah. take an entire mile and he's going to yeah. take you down yeah. as far as he could take yeah. you before you're. Yeah. But the yeah. devil's not, the devil's not ominous. And like, God, he's not <clears throat> everywhere. I was it now, but if you keep messing around and keep dibbing, 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 dabbling, he's gonna be like, "Hey, look, look yeah. at this guy right here. He's he he he's 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 stuck on it. Come on, man. Let me let me let me go at him. And then yeah. bad things start happening in a row. But even in your best times, and I'm learning that my, even in my best <clears throat> lately, I've been doing really well with my family and everything, working all that stuff. And the devil messes with you no matter what. Oh, finds yeah. a way to mess with your day. Finds a way to be. Oh man, why the heck did this happen? And then it takes yeah. your mind off of oh. Well, you know what? Then I must be doing something wrong. Let me figure it out. Let me figure it out. It's not that. It's just that after a while, if you're an important person in God's eyes, he's he, the devil is going to be wanting to get at you all the yeah, time. Yeah, I would. I, I would think the devil is going to constantly, especially if you're like it, my my belief. You know, is, is the more I seek the Lord, and I, the more I seek, uh, you know, Jesus, and the more I seek the Bible and Proverbs, and and I'm able to see His fiery arrows. So, like, I know that the the Lord won't tempt. 
that only the devil will tempt. And, yeah. and these are things that help me be able to uh, protect myself with the armor of God. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, I believe that if you're, if you're walking and you're, you're doing well with the Lord, I do believe my belief is that the devil will go for a lesser target, someone that is like not as seeking the Lord or someone that, but I do know that I do feel that as I continue to seek the Lord more and when I'm ready to get my, like the next season I'm going to go through or the next blessing that I feel the devil comes at me hard, dude, you know, and, yeah. and, and I have to, but, but I'm able to kind of identify it now, Yeah. which before when I walked you know out of the tricks. locker room, you know, his yeah. tricks, bro, you know, his I know tricks. his tricks, bro. Yeah. So when I walk out, same of the locker old thing. <laughs> yeah, same old thing. When I walked out of the locker room before I knew God, I couldn't, I couldn't see his arrows. He was like a ninja assassin. He was taking me out, you know, with girls, with drugs, with the VIP room, with pleasures, with temptation. And I try to tell guys, I'm like, bro, when I would, I would know I wasn't going to pitch my brain. If I didn't, was, was if I wasn't going to pitch that night, my brain would already start thinking about how great the night was going to be and how amazing it was going to be. And almost 90% of the time, bro, you wake up with nobody and a hangover. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you wake up not feeling good. You don't you, like the night that you thought was going to happen never happened. You chase rainbows. <laughs> That's what it yeah, is. You, you're I, chasing I rainbows. You're basically yeah. like, uh, like, uh, you're like puff the magic yeah, dragon and, and you're just yeah, chasing chase the, the dragon. dragon. Yeah. You can never yeah. catch it, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like a video yeah. game that was on uh South Park. I think it was dude. It's like, <laughs> when it catch the dragon with the heroin, you know, yeah. sorry, excuse me. I don't mean to make a joke out of it. It's terrible, but no. that's what it is. Yeah. Like people that, okay, yeah. here's an example. Somebody will become like an alcoholic, right? So they basically like, they, let's say they're hanging out with their friends. I even have a friend, bro, that I don't want to mention his name, but he's like this, bro. He always chases that. Remember back in high school? Remember when we did this? Remember when we did that? He's always oh, chasing yeah. that, James that James. getting drunk. Don't say that, bro. Why? <laughs> okay, Why? so it's like some people. James chase- Shay, if you're listening, like- <laughs> bro. Yes, dude. That's no, no, how no. you are, 100%. Man. Call me at three in the morning. Hey, bro, remember back in like, hey, we don't, we don't talk about, <laughs> listen, we don't want to slander anybody, bro. I'm not uh, slandering him. It's funny. We're going to pray for guy, you, dude. but, but we have, we have some people that, that chase that, that time in high school where you were having fun with those women or when you're having fun with those girls or with your boys and you wanted to drink the most beer you can drink, but bro, it's like. You chase that feeling, but you're never going to catch it. When you smoke yeah. that first cigarette, bro, you get yeah. totally lightheaded. You're like, oh my gosh, you chase that for the rest of the yeah. time you smoke. When well, you Monty, do- Monty uh, remembers Garrett Gentry. Remember Garrett Gentry? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I love that dude so much, dude. And, 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 and the stories he used to tell the things I've done with him. It was just, was just amazing, dude. I, but I, he's I a, dude, it. he was a, a smashing baseball player too, dude, bro. He was, he was dude, crushing he was, the ball, dude, bro. He was one of the, was one I, of the best. Yeah, bro. I played with Garrett. I played with Garrett. Uh, back he was with the Astros with me. We played one season with each other wow. in Michigan, and he uh had he hit two ninety nine that year. He hit twenty seven home runs. He became one of the top prospects in all the minor leagues. Amazing, 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 amazing baseball player. I hope he's doing well. He's now. doing great. He's, he's, he's doing great. Okay. He, his okay. wife listens to our show, so shout out to Garrett okay, yeah. Gentry. And, yes, yeah. Garrett was a, is a wonderful human. Dude. And Carly, I've been shout out to Carly Finstra and Garrett Gentry. Yeah. Or Carly uh, Gentry. Now I'm sorry, but shout out to you too if you guys do hear the show. We just wanted to just give you know Garrett was yeah, a so great all, person. all I was going to say is that he was one of the best baseball players, and honestly, dude, he was a really good friend of mine. We've been through a lot. Um, during that season and i absolutely love that dude so that that's all i wanted to say i actually talked to carly her their daughter is an amazing baseball athlete, a softball yeah. player yeah i know she's crushing it dude it's awesome Garrett, that's garrett jr right there dude yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying but but by far the best hitter the best hitter to ever play 
in the high desert for sure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I was, him I was as just mentioning him because, like, being like I, I remember when he tore his, his thumb, and uh, I went to I went to Colorado with him to go and get that, and it was that was the one of the saddest, saddest times out of that because it was just like he his whole his whole demeanor just went, just was like, you know, he, he kind of saw that it, it wasn't going to happen no more because yeah. of that injury. And it, I, yeah. it broke my heart, dude, that, that guy broke, that broke my heart because I, 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 uh, and I, and I have a hand in a lot of the stuff that, that, you know, that went wrong with them later on, you know, cause I, I was hanging out with them a lot and yeah. I feel bad for, I, I regret everything I've ever done with that guy. Cause I should have sent him on the right path. But if he's hey, out he's there listening, great, dude, I, he's I'm a great sorry, guy, man. I love he's doing, you, dude, he's doing and, great. And oh, God bless you, dude. And, and yeah, <clears throat> he's doing great, man. He's got a great family, and and that's what it's all about, man. It's like, hey, I I, I chased my rap dream, bro. I almost got signed to death row. I, I chased that whole uh, thing, but I'm so glad I never did it, bro. Oh my gosh, yeah, when, I, yeah. when I found out what you have to give to get, it's terrible. You got to sell your soul, yeah. basically, and and you're yeah. leading people down the path of of unrighteousness always and you're always yeah. chasing your next bag of money and it's just it's terrible bro so thank yeah. you lord for 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 allowing me to live the life i live now i i'm, I'm so happy yeah. i never made it to uh what i used to want but um yeah. guys we're at an hour and an hour and a half if there's any last words you want to you want to give the people uh money um or jason please please uh, yeah, i just yeah. want to i just want to say thank you guys man i i love it hopefully i can be on here again we can find out something else to talk about no i love sure. sharing the lord i love sharing the lord with you guys it's like a dream come true bro see my life come forth full circle and be able to do this i want to thank you dude for getting me on the godcast you got me on to the janet a deplorable janet podcast and um i'm just super thankful for that bro because you're allowing me no to problem, spread brother. the good news and it's like it's like lines me up with what I want to do on this planet, you know, and I, I love to, I just, I love to share the good news with you guys. I'm so happy that you guys are doing good, you know, and there's a fight out there, you know, of, of addiction. And, 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 and to me, the only, the only answer is to put God first and then he will prioritize everything. And then you'll be able to have joy and we'll have gratitude, which releases small amounts of dopamine in our brain. to we're able to the enjoy normal. this life. Yeah, the normal you know amount of dopamine you need. The, the no, normal, baby. Dopamine. Yeah, hey. It's I love that, bro. Hey, tomorrow morning, bro, I'm going to be like, hey, we got to get that hopamine, baby. I'm going to use that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I love dude. that. <laughs> Jason, any last words for the awesome people that are listening to the show? Yes. Um, whatever you're going through, good or bad, uh, you know, just, uh, just remember that uh, get a testimony. Okay? God, God doesn't want... He doesn't want the spoiled brats. He doesn't want somebody that that just goes to goes to church every Sunday and acts out there like he's the greatest person in the world. But behind closed doors, he's 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 this person that's that's not even it's not even real. You know, he wants a person with a testimony. You know, and if you do hit rock bottom, there's only way to go but up. And uh, may God first. You know, uh, learn the Bible. Start out in John. Start out in John, the Gospel of John. And, and that's where you should start out because it's, it, it's, it's, it's shallow enough for a, a kid to wade in and it's, and it's big enough for an elephant to bathe in. So that's how that's, that's how that is right there. So it's, it's, it's easy to learn that right off the bat, go to John and then, you know, start your go, go back to Genesis and go on, read, 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 uh, read the word, uh, study the languages, study all that stuff so that you could understand that, you know, you can come up with your own point of view. 
come up with your own uh your own thoughts on this you know and always go open-minded with the bible because god is trying to talk to you he's trying to tell you things and you, all you gotta do is listen you know whether it's whether it's you're getting in trouble a lot that means god's telling you something if you're getting a lot of money you're getting a lot of stuff like that could be even you're getting blessed with money but that could be also to punish you because the fight you figured out that the money is not what you really wanted, you know, and, and the fame is not what you really wanted. And God has been out there the whole time. And Jesus Christ is, is he's down for you. He's out there interceding for you. And what a, what a blessing that is that we have somebody interceding for us constantly for us. And, yes. and, and we don't deserve it and we don't deserve any of it. We don't, we don't, he is, he is our defense attorney and the devil is the accuser and God is the judge. And, and what happens is you might have this huge uh, criminal file that's a stack big, you know, and then God puts it on the table and Jesus says, you know what? He is saved by grace through faith, not by works, you know, he, you know, so, 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 you know, Jesus is our defense lawyer and he's going to wipe away all that slates. Clean. But repent, you have to repent. And what you, you have doing. to repent and 180, confess it, repent and do a 180. But, but Jesus is our, is our defense attorney and he's amazing. So thank you, Lord, for, for, uh, for, you know, for even dying on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your only begotten son to die on the cross for our sins. We don't deserve it, but we really appreciate you, Lord. So I just want to say, um, everybody that's listening, uh, on, on Saturday night, we're going to jump on uh, Goodness Over Darkness podcast. We're going to do Flat Earth from a Biblical Perspective. Uh, it's going to be an amazing uh, podcast, so check that out. Um, everybody out there that's listening, please share this. Please, uh, you know, anybody that's our friends from the high desert, you know, this is Monty Mansfield, Jason Monday, Josh Monday with, with this crazy story. We're, 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 we're pouring out our hearts. Okay, guys, we're being honest. I mean, this is as brutally honest as you could be talking about this stuff that we're talking about. And it's all to the glory of God, which is so crazy guys. So anybody that's listening, please share this, please subscribe, please like, and if you stayed all the way to the end, please comment below and let us know how we're doing, what we need to improve on, what you would like us to talk about. We have so many different uh, subjects that are coming up. We have some great guests coming up, guys. Um, we're going to try to just get some. We got Gary Wayne coming up talking about black nobility. We have um, we have the gentleman Bart Siebel, uh, like from uh, he did the documentary about um, uh something strange happened on the way to the moon. I think it was, I'd have to look it up. Jeez. I don't even know. Yeah, how we never went. My head. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, <laughs> he, he was just on tinfoil hat. He's coming oh, on May it. 8th. We got some great guests. We're going to have Monty Mansfield back. We'll have a straight Bible study next time, Monty, where it's just okay. a, a straight Bible study on some type of subject um, where we can just go through the Bible and just have a straight Christian podcast the whole time. Um, we good. appreciate everybody that's listening. We're going to end this in prayer. So let's bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I just want to, first of all, thank you for giving us a clear connection. Thank you for uh, saving my little, my little daughter, uh, Anastasia, uh, taking away the oxygen and just slowly getting her better. Thank you for giving me the Christian nurses that were praying with me and were, um, you know, were helping taking care of my, my little one. Uh, thank you for giving Jason a clear, you know, a, a healthy delivery. His baby looks healthy as, as can be. We really appreciate you, God. And we appreciate uh, you taking all of us out of this uh, drug addicted past, breaking this generational curse. Um, you know, uh, thank you for blessing Monty 
uh, you know, with, with, with his life that he's living now, he's a great leader. Help him, Lord, become a, a, a pastor like he wants to become. Help him uh, if he needs to go to seminary school, whatever he needs to do, line that up for him, Lord. Uh, help Jason uh, also uh, become the best father he could be. Help me become the best father I could be. Heal my wife. Heal Jason's wife. Heal all the babies out there that are in the NICU, Lord. That's, that's such a hard thing, and, and I pray for all the parents. Also, there's a, uh, one of the nurses, her name is Sherry. I want to pray for her. She lost her husband recently. She's taking care of these babies in the NICU. I pray for her. Heal her, Lord, please. I know that she has a broken heart right now. We just need that healed. So thank you, God. Everybody that's listening, Lord, please bless them and uh, help them to get closer to you. You are the answer, Lord. You are the solution. You're the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. We love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, brother. All right. Thank you guys. Oh, oh one more thank thing. One more thing. CPS. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Thank Faith. you guys. Thank you for All right, listening. Thank you guys, man. God bless you guys. Thank you.